between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Father, we thank you. Father, we worship you. Father, we give you praise. We thank you, Father. Jesus, we thank you. Oh, Mahasa Fene Moshito Vene Mahata Vene Mosai Tessianda Imaka. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Jesus, we worship you. Son of God, the living one, everlasting Father. Father, we worship you. Give you all the praise. Oh, Father, we worship you. Jesus, we adore you. Oh, Jesus, we give you all the praise. We worship you this morning. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you, Father, for your unfailing love. Thank you for the comfort of your spirit. Thank you, Father, for raising us. Father, thank you for helping us to come into the light of your son. Thank you, Father, for the drinking of your spirit, the drinking of your wine. Thank you for the giving of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the comforter. Oh, Mahasefene Mishitavani Mahali Geveredose Mikabata Venemashi. Edevene Masete Vali Maharida. Father, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Halemaha, 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 Nevehese Maha. Jesus, we thank you. Oh, we thank you. Jesus, we worship you. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. 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 We thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, my heart is in him. Never in a car, honey, Miss Fenick House. Edina Nata, Edima Catavene Moshita Balia. Pacifene Heta Cinema. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Father, as we go into the world this morning, we ask for your help. We ask for mercy this morning. 
to come into all of your wisdom. To come into all of your blessing this morning. Father, wash us again. Wash us afresh. Baptize us with your spirit. Baptize us in your doctrine. Baptize us with your name once again. Help us, Father. We give you all the praise. We worship you. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus, mighty name, we have prayed and worshipped. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, sirs. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. I welcome everyone here this morning. Amen. See you. Just say hello to your neighbor this morning. I'm so happy to see each and everyone. Are we happy to see each other? Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let everybody love continue. Amen. Amen. So I welcome everyone here this morning. Amen. How many of us are excited to be here? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. The Lord has been good. The Lord has been gracious Amen. to us. He has been merciful to us. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Just so much spirit this morning. Amen. Amen. Um, praise the Lord. And I, I know some of us were not. Uh, physically present here at the last meeting but it does can someone does do we have an idea of what last meeting was about no okay so many of us are okay so some of us okay okay i know last meeting we have two people here can somebody help our our neighbors sorry yeah but physically present here Today, from last meeting. Amen. Amen. So, can can someone help us quickly with uh, with a recap? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, because some of the things I uh, probably will say will probably be in line with what we have been saying. So, Amen. it's good to probably maybe give us a quick summary so that everyone else can benefit from that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, go ahead. Um.
just study. And, and I think we are using the analogy of you know, going to school yeah. and how um, we, we go to class, and, but then we still have to study mm. in our houses or things like that. And then we also <coughs> talked about, um, I think we talked about knowledge. Um, I think we're opening, like we're talking about like how um, grace and peace um, will be multiplied or can be multiplied to us through knowledge. Oh, through the knowledge of, um, I think it was in Second Peter chapter one mm-hmm. that was talking about knowledge, and then the thing that um, we we must learn that we just have to learn, and then I think this kind of is just wavy in my mind, but. Yeah, we're talking about um, that Christians. Is it Christians? Yeah, we shall, we shall, we shall, we shall, you know, strive to learn <laughs> and everything. And then I was just thinking maybe like, um, maybe that's how grace and peace can be multiplied through that learning and knowledge, giving knowledge of, of um, God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then we also talked about, you know, like the soul. How the soul is um, the world of knowledge for a a man. Um, how we are three, but then the soul is mm. like the, the world of like is supposed to and um, it's supposed to encompass maybe knowledge of God or something. So we share the world of knowledge, and you know we said that the soul is um, our intellect, our emotions, um, our feelings. You tried. You tried a lot. You you yeah. you, you, you captured yeah. at least I think most of most most of it. Amen. Amen. Although this 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 would be cheating, Sha, because I know no. I think maybe we talked about it this morning, but I'll just ask if my wife can give us a quick recap. Can, can you can you just put things together if possible? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think like just said where. We started with you admonishing us on how to handle what we are hearing, mm. how we should, our attitude towards what we are hearing, how we should chew on these things that we can only grow when we meditate and we use what we are hearing mm. rather than that we should take it, as you said, as students of the Word of God. As a student, you have to study to, to pass your exam. That's how we should see it, to study what we have, we have heard and in order to take steps towards our good that that's the only way we can go and remember that stuff and then we started with faith we are continuing from faith and we were talking about faith you also mentioned her unbelief that the, what God wants to install in the soul of man is faith and that begins the process the journey of that soul and I think we now started talking about man himself. Why, why, why does man now need faith? Man, Adam never needed faith in, in the garden. I think you mentioned that, that it was because man fell that this faith program started up again. And he said, well, we were with our strength, Christ died for us, that at, in the garden, Adam didn't need to have faith in God. It was God created him. He had this daily conversation with God. It was God, like, God was not far from him. He had that 
proximity to God. But now, because of how man have joined in disobedience, which Satan has caused death to spring up in man, got men to die, by virtue of that disobedience, men have died over time. Like death has reigned, according to scripture, death has reigned even from Adam. So now, God has to start installing faith in the soul to bring man. That's the first step to bring man back to God. Mm. God is starting that journey of reconciliation, beginning with faith, causing the soul to respond to God. And then you're not know, talking about how the soul, about man, how man is traumatized, and explaining how soul is the, is the world of knowledge. That the knowledge, the soul is the part of man that stores knowledge, that loves knowledge, that eats knowledge. So, so you talked about how the soul is made of an eternal material, that anything that is less than that standard will not satisfy the soul. The soul will just eat it up and swallow it up. That's why you talked about, uh, you mentioned why you can get a very good phone now, like the most expensive phone tomorrow, you are dry. There's no excitement anymore for that phone because it has expired. And the only thing that can keep the soul going is if there's something mysterious. The soul likes mysteries and something that it can captivate it. And that's what comes with the revelation of knowledge. When knowledge comes, it it helps, it increases the soul. It, it kind of makes the soul better, I would say, in that summary. And then you started taking us, we said, you said um, in first Second Peter 1, that uh, God has blessed us, given us exceedingly and precious uh, promises. But before then, you said we uh, God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge. So it has to come by knowledge. Mm. And then started introducing us to how the apostles started writing and say grace and peace come to you through our knowledge, the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That all these things are introductions that brings the knowledge to us. I think that's very. Amen. Amen. Praise our Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. I think we have a, a full picture. Amen. Amen. And I think I'll just move from there. Although there's, there's something in my heart, but I'll see Sha. Amen. Um, I think just to... Okay, let me start from this. So let's read Second uh, Peter chapter 1. Amen. 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 So I read from verse 1. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us mm. through the righteousness of God mm. and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that 
hath called us to glory and virtue. Amen. So whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these, that by these great and precious promises, ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Each time I read this passage, I feel there's, there's still some things that Holy Ghost wants us to take from these passages. Um, but just to quickly give us a quick rundown, I think in the last, I think my wife also combined Saturday together with Tuesday. Amen. I think where we started from really is talking about faith generally. I know we've been talking and talking and then we know we talked about make of the word and one of the things that the make of the world wants to ensure that is built as a frame in a man is his faith. So that by the time make of the world has so raised a man, what we should be seeing is a man of faith, right? Whereby we see Stephen, where scripture referred to him as a man, Stephen, full of faith. Amen. So, and, and I think we just started, you know, talking around faith generally. And I think on Saturday we just started defining just those that foundational faith. And I, although there was some, of course, there was some, in those faith there was a mentioning about another faith, right, which is a life, um, is if, is, which is the faith of the son, right? And then we talk about faith towards God. I think that was, that was the main the main area, then we just branch to explain a whole lot of things. Amen. And then we define faith that the reason why God wants to restore faith is because faith has been lost. Right? Now, the milk of the world wouldn't try to restore faith if faith hadn't gone anywhere. And then we were comparing recent times with Adam because when Adam was made, Adam didn't need faith towards God. He was Faith was a natural thing that was on the earth. It was it was natural. It was you don't need to tell anybody have faith. It was just how they lived, amen. amen. So people then lived by faith. No, they didn't need a knowledge to start teaching them love God, do this, serve God. They, they knew there's God. Even look at the, the times of Israel. Even those times that they were coming out of Egypt, and you know they got to um, Jericho, right and uh, was it Rahab that was telling the spy that we've heard of your God, right? We've heard how God dealt, you know, they heard what <laughs> they, they heard what God did in in Egypt. Amen. So, so the, all the news, how God opened the part of the Red Sea and you know, the Egyptian perished, you know. Now, and so they, so they knew that they had a God. So they, they know that, okay, there's a God around these guys. Now, for them to have that kind of knowledge, of course, there's, there's faith present because there is a belief in a higher power. Yeah. Amen. So they, they all believed in a higher power unlike now, whereby you know, people don't there's disregard for the things of God, right? So faith was a natural thing in the beginning. It was not something that we have to build. Amen. We didn't, we didn't need to grow in faith. Or let's say, Adam did not need to grow in faith. Adam was already at a, at a state 
Where? Where? When you check inside him, you you put you you dissect Adam. You see that there's faith towards God in there. You see that there's baptism. There is uh, repentance from dead works in there. You see that there is um, um, faith of the Son in there. You see there's there's You see that there is administration of eternal judgment inside there, <laughs> right? Adam knows that if you misbehave straight up, Adam, Adam knew hell, all those things, right? So when you look inside Adam, you see fate of the sun inside, right? When, when you see Adam, the only thing you wouldn't find inside Adam is eternal life, right? So imagine, imagine that kind of a person, right? He didn't need fate. Then you know, we now began to journey to see how fate began to degrade over, over years. When you look at Genesis 6, where God was not telling them that, my spirit shall no longer strive with men, right? Your days shall be 125. Now it shows, because the sons of God now married the daughter of men, right? Which talks about, a, there's a, by that union, they also killed a life of faith somehow, right? And men were just a degraded, right? And as a result, God could no longer strive with them. Now, to me, that signal is sense of loss of faith, Men were losing faith towards God, right? And I think it's part of Satan's, Satan's plan right from the beginning, right? Because there, because faith is what put things together in men, right? When you look at men, you see that the things of God inside men, what puts it together is faith. And if God wants to, sorry, if Satan wants to remove all things called God in man, then he needs to start breaking all those things that come together. So, of course, he will need to start removing faith in men, right? And then be replacing it with something inferior. So now I'm not, I'm not began to you no know, just replace eternal things inside men with temporal things, right? And then we read that part in Second Corinthians four. It says, "Why we look not at the things which are seen, right, but the things which are not seen? For that which is seen is temporal, right? For that which is not seen is eternal." So we now began to see how Satan begin to put men's focus on things natural, things you can see, right? So now people began to look at what they can see for. For, for a measure of joy in a way. Amen. Amen. So those, those things gradually killed men. And at that time where um, God said, my speech shall no longer strive, right? It means that they've killed faith to some level. Yeah. Whereby at, at that instant, you need some form of restoration, right? For you to be able to actually look unto God, right? Yeah. But even though at that state, there was still some level of faith in men was not totally dead, right? And then we see how, I mean, b- before then, self, we see how you know, people were losing faith where they don't call upon the name, right? And then when Seth was born, then Seth begat in us, have And then it says, and men began to call upon the name, right? Now, that began to call upon the name. It talks about some, some form of faith being, 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 being towards God. Let me put it that way, right? So it's some form of faith because they are now able to call upon the name of God because they, there, is, there, is, there is a form of relationship in there, right? So there's no, there's no separation in their knowledge of God there, right? But then, over time, things died and then we now began to see even in Adam where God now began to look for a way to bring back faith in a measure. So now, but, you know, he looked for a man that could, you know, have some kind of faith, Right? And then we heard where the scripture says that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness, right? So that, that believed God, they're actually talking about having faith in God, right? Because they're dealing with 
Abraham was actually dealing of faith. Right, where he began to tell me, okay, leave your father's land, move to a place that I will show you. That is a belief in, in, in something that you can't see. You don't know where you are going. You have no clue, right? And then he, tell, he tells him, I'll give you a child. And then 100 years, nothing. Ah, what's going on? Okay, he will give it to me, right? Those are dealings of faith. Why? Because they need that. If anything of God is going to grow, or let me use that word, right? If, God, if anything of God would find expression, faith must be involved, right? So we're talking about uh, faith towards God, right? So faith must be involved. There must be some level of faith, right? Now, God looked for, into Adam from some, for, some restora- for, some faith, for some faith tendency, right? Whereby he says, I'm going to kill your child. Now, t- to God, that, ability, okay, you know what, I'll give my child. Is this is, is something God is willing to do, but so is exactly God kind of faith, right? But can a man do that? Now, if you ask me, I don't. If you check all the earth, I'm pretty sure nobody can do that except Abraham. To just give their only child, and. And it's not ordinary because before Abraham could get to that point, God has, has actually already been raising level of faith inside him. Through his, his dealings, his, his transactions with Abraham, there was some level of faith increase in there. Up to the point where he said, okay, now offer your child. Then inside him, to, to God, it's, it's almost like, now this is the straw. If, if, you, if you can do this, ah, thank God for all men. Right? Give me your only child. And he did not withhold him. Ah, and then God now gave him the promise. Say, aha, know what? See, I see that you did not withhold your son from me. And I said, in blessing I will bless you. You must find and multiply thy seed. Amen. Then he now gave him the promise. Amen. Of course, the promise is also the blessing. Because that's what we call Abraham's blessing. Abraham's blessings are mine. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, and what we don't know that Abraham's blessing that is ours is not something we can just claim and grab. Amen. Right? We can't just claim Abraham's blessing and just grab it and just take it. Oh, yes, Abraham's blessings are mine. Because it doesn't work that way. Because there's a way God gives things to men. Amen. And because there's a way God gives things, it won't just you know, throw, it, throw it out like that. And, and of course... There is a gap in understanding. Amen. Amen. And that's what God wants to bridge. Amen. So there's a need to raise faith. I mean, because of time. So God, God restored faith, right, in Abraham. Then, so because God was looking for a kind of faith, amen, that is enough to receive the promise. If, if God wasn't looking for that, he could have just given the promise to anybody that just cared to hear God, Right? But it's not, it's not everybody at that time that could hear God. So it was Abraham. Abraham could hear. Then Abraham began the journey of faith. So it's not that, that, that point where he was giving child was not the point he started the journey of faith. That's not the first, that's not the first, it's the first encounter of faith. He has been walking in faith. So we can see how God needed to restore faith in man, right? In men. And then we now began to see that there's a two different kinds of faith, right? We're talking about faith towards God and faith of the Son. Or what I mentioned, that there's a faith to turn man and there's a faith to move man forward. Amen. 
right? So there's, there's the, even though we call it faith, but they are not all the same, right? There is those kind of faith, faith to turn, faith to move. Amen. And then I think on Tuesday night we never began to expand on that further, right? And we're, we're explaining the reason why, or we're looking at, we're looking at that, still that same uh, area of faith, right? Then we start talking about how God gives things, right? That in short, God has actually given all that he can give. Amen. God has actually given it all, right? Because when we look at scriptures, you begin to see, for example, in John, that John will say, you know, in John 5, first John chapter 5, when he says, you know that ye have eternal life, right? But of course, John saying that doesn't mean that they actually, actually have it. John is actually talking about a provision. Amen. So there's a provision of eternal life being given. Because you will hear those things, those kind of statements, because the way John speaks, right? Almost, because John, John, John is an everlasting, if not an eternal man. Because they call him John the, John the Divine. And they didn't, they didn't just add that divine to his name for... <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? You are making me laugh now. You know the way you can just speak a name and just add it to your name, right? Or, or the same way these days, people don't even, people don't, people don't even know, you know, know the meaning of things they just do, right? And for me, for me before, it doesn't, to me, I don't see it as a thing, but later I began to see that, wait till... Don't just do it because you want to do it. There must be reasons. Yeah. Right? Okay, why? Okay, this okay, why are you doing these things? Now, so you now see that some people just carry apostle, they just carry prophet, they just carry all kinds of they just put it in their name. It's almost like those things were losing meaning, but they're not ordinary things, right? So they call John the divine for a, the divine for a reason. Because when you begin to look at John, it's actually inside his nature, you can find divinity in there. So he has almost moved into, or let me not say he has almost, John, when you look at him, his stature tells you of someone that has moved into divine power. Right? And not just divine power, he has actually moved into things called divine nature. Right? So they, so they didn't just call him divine for no reason. He's the divine. And the way he speaks is when you look at John's speaking, it almost sounds like Jesus' speaking. Right? Now, when you read, when you read the, the, the epistle of John, and you read the gospel of John, or even all the other gospels, and you see how Jesus is speaking, the way Jesus talks, you know, when they ask him questions, and then he responds, the way he speaks, that, you notice the same kind of wisdom, almost the same kind of wisdom. That's what John exhibits, and then he begins to speak. So when he's saying that, you have these things. You have eternal life. The same way Jesus will say that you too, you have Holy Spirit. There are things he will tell you. Okay, where I am, there you will be. Right? Those kind of statements. He's saying, where I am, there you will be. Okay, where are you? Where do you go? They'll be, you know, be asking all those kind of questions. There are, which other example can I give? That, you know, there's a lot that Jesus said that, that talks about something that will be, which is not already, but he's talking about them as if they are already right there, right then you have it. Mm. Amen. Oh, pretty much straight an example, John 3 16. Right? For God's Lord, I gave us for whosoever believes should not perish, but have everlasting life. Okay. But have, okay, you have it. Okay, so you have, you have, you have, you have. You know that you have these things, but they don't really have them. Right? When you check them right now. Or for example, oh, a very good example was when Jesus gave the example of, or when Jesus spoke about the parable of the talent. Right? Not talent, sorry. Of the sower. 
parable of the soul, and then they now asked him, what does this mean? He now began to tell them, it is given to you to understand the mystery of the kingdom. That, but to them it is not given. Right? So it is given to you to know, but to them it is not given. So Jesus is talking to them right in that instant, but it doesn't mean that they actually have on the understanding of the kingdom. Right? Those kind of statements. It's the same way John will say, ye have eternal life. Now, he's talking about a place you can journey to, right? So, he was talking about all those things to them. So, God has given all that he can give, right? Now, but you will hear them in scriptures where they tell you, to him that will overcome, I will give, I will give, I will give, because it is already set. If, what they are pretty much saying is, if you can journey here, you will receive this. So when, 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 you, when you check God, in God's, in God, in God's, from God's side of things, right, God is not going to, let's, you know, there's a way, when you're dealing with a man, right, you're like, if you do this thing, I'll give you. You know that, after doing it, you say, okay, sir, I'm done. You're like, mm, you know what? I don't think I can give you yet. Okay, you know what? Just do one more thing. Right? No. That means that what they want to give is not readily available. Unlike when the person has designed it in such a way that, see, here's the reward. Once you are done this, just go here, you receive it. Right? That's how God... So in God's, in God's allocation, God has actually given all things. Right? That's why we now read in that second Peter, he has given us all things pertaining to life and to godliness. An example of man that can't give things, I'll tell you, they'll give you, is... is um, Jacob. Eh? Well, you have served me seven years. I'll give you this. She means Rachel you want, have you? You want Rachel? Okay, serve me for seven years. After seven years, what did he get? Thank you. (laughs) After seven years, he he did not get what he needed to get, get, right? Those Those are just natures of man. Amen. So that you, know, you can't you can't trust <laughs> you can't trust man. Can't. When you say when you say, say man that, that trusts in the arm of flesh, a very good comment. You will not. You can't trust in man. See that thing called man is actually it's actually Satan. Amen. Because <laughs> so when I say man, it's not you. We are talking about <laughs> because when you are mad, you mean all men are Satan. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> there's there's something called man, man. That 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 thing in the spirit called man is actually what Satan put inside men to make them man. Just make them man. There's, there's a state called man, man. Amen. Amen. So God has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness, right? But we can't just receive those things the same way we can just come and just claim it. Like, oh, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I won't quote the rest. And then we'll talk about, uh, what else do we say now? There are plenty we've seen now. What else, what else, what else? What else? That righteousness that is common, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. <laughs> eh? I have the nature of God in me. I, I am Christ. <laughs> I am Christ. I have the mind of Christ. 
Uh-huh. I am seated with Jesus in heavenly places. All those things in scripture that we just carry claim. And then the same person saying, I am seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Right? It's the same person that will lie. When they are faced with situation that is tough, and they know that if they, if they tell the truth, there's going to be a problem. And then they, they just, okay, okay, okay. So let me just tell this white lie. And then, it's not a lie, just white. <laughs> Amen. Or, or just see different kinds or, or when you look at, you know, just different natures, attitude, you just see things that don't align with the nature that we are professing. Right? That we are the righteous, the righteousness. Of course, I mean, when you, when you pick that soul that says I'm the righteousness, you begin to check everything, everything inside that soul. You know that there's nothing righteous <laughs> about this soul. Amen. And that is why we have been so boom. I mean, it's like in this season, not this season, in this age and time where those kind of things is so evident that, you know, in the past, you can see the righteousness of God and you can hide it in such a way that, you know, it's only, it's only exposed a little that, right? Whereby anybody, even, it's not, it's not so open such that many people believe that the moment you're just a churchgoer, that's all. You are clean, you are honest, you are pure, you are, right? But today, any average person doesn't think that like that anymore. The only thing that they know, know is that, okay, when you go to church, there's something that could be different about you. You can be political, you know, all kinds of things that give rise to all these YouTubers that start saying all kinds of things. Now, and you can't blame them. They have something to talk about. And that, all those things we begin to see in the world is actually, and it's just bringing to light nature inside men. What's really, or what the state of men. So when you, when you want to know the state of man naturally, just look at the earth. Look at how, what men are doing. Look at how they behave. That just tells you exactly the state of man. Of course, that is not the same for those that are walking in Christ Jesus, right? In the sense that there could be, you, can, you can begin to see men journeying against natures, right? That is prevalent or predominant on the earth. Amen. Amen. But let me just quickly go for that. It says that God has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Now, and then we now began to center on, you know, why is it that you can't just call all these things and begin to claim them? Right, and say you are the righteousness and all those things, and all of a sudden you are. It's because even though God has given all things, there's a way to receive them, and you can't just receive them by claiming them. And of course, those things we were claiming were actually a reality in our spirit, right? But not a reality in our soul, amen. Now, but the soul ought to fetch those realities from the spirit into the soul. Amen. And then we began to explain what, you know, man, we are now separating man. Man is a tripartite being, right? Spirit, soul, and body, right? And then we begin to explain that you know, there's a function when you talk about spirit. Man is spirit, right? That has a soul that lives in the body. Now, we begin to explain those different worlds. And then we center more on the soul. And then we use this scripture to actually pinpoint that area of the soul very well in the sense that the soul is a world of knowledge so the reality that is that is true in the spirit of man is not yet a reality in the soul because those two areas even though okay let me put it this way the spirit is so fast 
in the sense that it comes into things almost instantly because it's not working by your you are a spirit. A spirit is 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 an is not just a everlasting. I feel a spirit is an eternal being. So I'm not talking about man. I'm talking about or nature in man. I'm just talking about that 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 entity or that being called spirit. That spirit, what you call spirit. Amen. Then I began to give an example of you know how angels just kill soldiers in the twinkle of an eye. All of them are dead, right? And then you see Israel, you know, when the all their firstborn was being killed, that angel of death. You know that angel of death is not Satan, right? It's an angel, it's an angel right? Came, wiped out all the firstborn. And I was explaining that that thing is almost instant. It's not, you know the way we see like in movies where you go here, you go here, you then go there, kill. It may not be like that. Right, it's almost almost instantly, all of them will just drop dead. Bah. But it's possible that the angel actually went to all of them one by one. But it's so fast that it's in our natural state and time, it's just it's instant. Amen. Amen. And then we begin to see natures of spirit in Ezekiel when they were talking about those angels that Ezekiel saw in, in chapter one, right? That it was describing, said, and the angel went and returned, right? And it was not describing that the appearance was like lightning. Right? And you know, when you say lightning, something is lightning fast. And especially if you watch Flash. How many of us watch Flash? Flash is the fastest man, according to the according to the show, is the fastest man on earth. So and and it's so funny that they're trying to talk about something spiritual without calling it spiritual. <laughs> That's the funny thing about that show. But, because there's, there's an element they put there that, do you believe? They put an element of belief in there. And of course, that's faith. You can't just say believe it. Just say, do you believe? As if it's not, just be something that is just normal, you can just believe. Because many people, when they hear that it's fast, they're like, no, it's not possible. Right? But, do you believe? Do you believe? Then later, they began to say, oh, wow, it's true. And then when you see Flash, it moves so far, like, when you go like the boom, what you see is actually lightning. But it's so far like it goes zoom. When it, when it zooms, what you see is like light, it's like lightning streak, yeah. right? And then even the the what's it called? The the, the wife gave him the the name lightning. Give him the streak. The later say I'm your lightning rod. There's a way just kind of story like that. But what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get we get the gist, right? He's just saying that. It's fast, pretty fast, right? And that speed, lightning, shows how fast a spirit is, right? And when you now come to the soul, the soul is also fast, but it's not as fast as the spirit in the sense that the things that is a reality instantly in the spirit, when we get born again, it's not a reality instantly in the soul, right? Because the soul, how it functions is because it is a world of knowledge, how you give things to the soul is by knowledge, right? And if you look at the way the soul is, wow, not one hour, not just one hour, but if you look at the way the soul is, right, the soul itself is functions by knowledge, right? And when you check how we live naturally is by knowledge, Right, so all our emotions are informed by by knowings, knowledges. Right, our emotion, our intellect is, is 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 an information of knowledge. Right, 
How okay, you are smart. Okay, when you are smart, okay, it just means you are just means you are fast. Yeah. Doesn't mean you actually know. Yeah, true. Right. So when you, someone when someone is a genius, it just means you are fast. So you are faster than others in certain ways, right? But you can't take a genius, put, isolate him from information and knowledge, and expect him to be a genius. It's impossible, right? You have to throw, okay, so it's, it's almost like an ability in the soul that they call genius. Not, the geniusness is not, is not knowledge all-knowing by itself, right? It's just that you are fast. But when you, when you now level everybody, put us all on a, descent, on, on, on a plane, right? We are all beings of knowledge. Nobody can function without knowledge. Of course, in the beginning, those knowledge that was in Adam. You know there were knowledge in Adam? Right? There were knowledges in Adam that right now is lost. That you can't find in men anymore. That, and that's what God is actually restoring. What we, are, what we are learning now, today, right? What we are learning about righteousness. Let us know there's love, charity. We are learning all these things. Those things were not foreign to Adam. Because inside him, those knowledges were present. They were active. Because that's why he can start learning the tree of life. So that he can eat of it. So he can inherit eternal life. Amen. Or if you, if you ask me, what was his duty in the garden? That tending to the garden. Because you tend to, okay, tending to the garden. Right? He's tending to the garden. Tending to the, to the... When I say garden, it's not even all the trees in the world that God created. Right? Because when God created the earth... Eden was a place. Inside Eden, they now created a garden inside Eden. Right? We attend to the garden. And it's inside that garden that you see the tree of life. And then you now see the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right? So for him to function in that estate where he can interact with the garden, tend to it, because his tending to the garden is by knowledge. So who taught, who would, who taught Adam how to, okay, maybe you want to trim Okay, trim this one, uh, you know, this fruit, this is how you plant it. Oh, nobody taught him that. It almost, it's almost as if God created it with those knowledge inside him. Amen. Amen. So all the knowledge inside Adam, many of them are lost today. And that's what God is restoring. Amen. Now, how, those, how that got lost is it's the same thing we're talking about, how Satan began to remove faith in men. Amen. So Satan began to put people's interest into different things. So Satan began to give, or is that English correct? Satan began to introduce men into a different kind of knowledge, right? He began to expose them to, okay, go and learn stone, go and learn trees, go and learn rocks, go and learn the mountain, go and learn the stars. Go and learn. What do you think was? You know, me and new astrology. Mm-hmm. No, astrology is not new. This one, all this horoscope, all this uh, Leo, uh, all the other Scorpio, all those things. Yeah. They are just modernized. They are not new. <laughs> they are not new at all. They are not new at all. They were, in those times, men, you be uh, to some degree. I feel, I feel to some degree. In those times, people knew more than the scientists of today. When, when we talk about science of things, they're actually more knowledgeable about things than, than scientists today. We've lost one, we've lost a lot of knowledge. 
we are now we are now relying on machines. Okay, to bridge gaps. Um, okay. But what if you look at men then, honestly, some men then in those days, you don't need an X-ray, an X-ray machine. Inside them is X-ray. Do you know all this, all this equipment men are creating today? Do you know where they're actually getting it from? It's not just getting it from where what they see. They, actually get, they are fetching it from inside the soul. That's what they're fetching it from. When you see X-ray machine, is inside the soul. When you see a printing machine, it's inside the soul. When you see a printer that you used to print all your paper, inside the soul. Even paper is inside the soul. Writing is inside the soul. Even shy, our heart is table. It's tablet. <laughs> Is it is tablet? Is there uh, and a, a tablet? Even our tablet that we carry around, is, is, so you see that things that you begin to see in the natural were things that were actually inside the soul that men began to fetch out, and then Satan now began to teach men that fetch this thing out, begin to worship them. Now let all your life center around these things, but man is not designed to live that way. Where man ought to live from is a, is a higher knowledge, mm. not a knowledge that is already inside, right, or corrupted. Because what Satan needs is even even the thing that was true, that was sincere, Satan corrupted the knowledge, because that is his nature. The moment he sinned, Satan has corrupted thy mist, right, and thou art sinned. So it. So his nature naturally is just to corrupt knowledge. Now, his intent is anything God, I want to destroy it. Right? So, part of his plan and what he's doing is he begins to corrupt knowledge. Some, he'll change it entirely. Some, he just tweak a little bit. Some, he would create the exact same with an inferior life. Right? And then begin to give it to men. Yeah, learn it. Go after it. Chase after it, right? So Satan, Satan himself can't function and kill men without knowledge. So Satan can't just come today and say, "You, I would have you for myself," uh-huh. and because I will have you for myself, I have come at thy door. We are less. Give me, car, take you. We are going to hell. No, Satan can't. Satan can't function that way. And you now notice that most of the teachings in milk was, is actually exposing all those things by saying, okay, now come into the knowledge of a believer's authority. That authority, right, was in the beginning. Jesus had just, had, just had to restore it, right, to believer's authority. Learn believer's authority. Know that Satan can't take you. You can actually stop Satan. When you have all these evil spirits, you can actually speak to them and stop them. No, you not see elements of faith inside, yeah. right? But it's still part of knowledge. It's a rest- yeah. They are restoring knowledge. Before, it's like we are forgotten who we are, right? So they, they need to restore those knowledge. They need to restore faith and put it back inside the soul. Amen. Amen. So Satan can't just come and carry you to hell like that. No. You notice that if Satan wants to take somebody to hell, you have to start teaching them things. You have to start speaking to them. You have to start influencing things around them. It's such that they can respond to those things, believe those things, begin to walk in those things. And then eventually, they will land hell, in hell. Not just hell, because hell is just a temporary place. Right? They just, they just see, the, because you, you, you can be in hell and, you're, and not, 
You can be in hell and you are still on the earth. Amen. Amen. The same way I know this one is coming. The same way you can be in here and live in heaven. Yeah. I know we used to quote that scripture a lot. I am not of this world. I am in the heavens. I am in the heavens. I, I live from the heavenly. Ah, heaven on earth, heaven on earth. I know there's that teaching of living heaven on earth, right? Live heaven on earth. And when you now look at living heaven on earth, everything is, is structured around using heavenly things to get earthly progress. So it's not, it's not really, really living heaven on earth, but at least there's still that information that there's a place where you can live from that you don't have to depend on natural things that you see around you. And what that really, really is supposed to teach us is just faith. Because that's what faith teaches. To believe on the things you can't see, right? How to pull things down from God's word. That's what faith towards God is for. Amen. So you now begin to see all those elements. Begin to see all those things. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So begin to see all those things. They are restoring, you know, we live heaven, heaven, heaven. You know. It's still a way of restoring knowledge inside the soul. Amen. Amen. So that, that aspect of the soul is one thing that we almost don't, don't care about. Not that we don't care about it. We, we are not exposed to that world. And, and that's what has made Christianity a whole lot difficult in the past. In the sense that you know you're a new person. You're a new, okay, I'm a new creature, I know. Because it's evident in your spirit, you are born again. But you, every heart in a way can tell that, ah, something is not, there's something, something is not jelly. I mean, I mean, okay. And the most evident of that is maybe a struggling Christian, right? When you don't see a struggling Christian, we don't think there's anything wrong with that kind of person, right? But there's a lot, just that we're all in different phases. There's a way Satan can make men. Now, maybe somebody that can see their weakness is a lot easier, right? Ah, something is, is to tell that, see, 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 you are born again, something is not yet okay. You are all right, see, like, yes, you are born again, you are a child of God, but we are not done yet. There's, there's a whole, see, you are, see, okay, as a result of you being born again, there's a whole lot available at your disposal right now. One, now, because you are a child of God, you can start speaking to things, and they begin to respond to you. To me, in a way, I feel, I feel, even in that area, the reason why that area is a very sketchy place in the sense that I've seen people that may not necessarily be born again, and they just learn the attitude of speaking. 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 They call it positive. Is it positive thinking? Yeah. You see them practicing, they just keep saying it, and you see things answering to them. Reality, exactly. You start that you see them start talking about those things. It's fate. It's fate. They are what they are using is fate. So and and, and that's the thing about Mark eleven, twenty three, twenty four. Fate. It's not discriminatory. Whether you are born again or not, you can learn it. That's the, that's the funny thing about that fate. It's just that it is not as evident in that in the secular world. But they also practice those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And that is why sometimes yeah. many, many successful or many unbelievers will look at a believer and be like, if all you have to give me is 
believe in higher power and you get things because that's mostly our gospel they will look at you and be like i don't then i don't need it. <laughs> then they then they, they will call us a liar because they know that uh, uh, all these things you i have it what's your problem and then because we don't have understanding of what the real issue is then there is a way we paint the scripture to now make them look bad that that okay if you are even though you might be rich as long as you are not of God, yeah. ah, it is not. There's, there's a way that, and then we, we are so happy in being born again, even though we don't have money. Right? Yeah. And I'll be like, yes, I don't need money. I'm a child of God. He knows all about money. And here's a funny story. <laughs> you can be a child of God. Don't have money. But you are wretched and miserable. Spiritually, so so in, in an essence, it's not just about those things. So there's there's something much, much, much more to life. There's so much more to life than that. So it's not just and the whole story. And and this is where the gospel is so beautiful. If you can get it, now see the the gospel is not beautiful when when all all, all, all you see is just the natural thing. If you think about the gospel, you think about your relationship with God, even though you are thinking of heavenly things and all those things, and you can't see beyond just the natural. When I say see beyond the natural, it doesn't mean, because you can be praying to God, know that there's a spiritual place, know that there's heaven, live in that reality, and yet you are still not seeing. It's very possible you are not seeing beyond the earth. earth. Right? Because what, for you to see beyond the earth means... You are seeing something that you can inherit in your soul that is beyond the natural. Amen. And the soul, the same, it is, the same way it is a world of knowledge, it's also a world of inheritance. And what the soul inherits is knowledges. So the soul inherits knowledges. And just by, just by a single knowledge, you can... You can you can change the value of a soul. That's the only way I can explain it. I don't know if I can, the thing in my head, I don't know if I can explain yeah. it. The only way, I guess that's the only way I can say it, but you can change the value of a soul just by one, one tiny knowledge can elevate a soul above all things that you see. Do you know the funny thing is that a soul, or oh, let me put it this way, do you know that a table in the spirit can be higher than this than the soul. The value of that table, when they check it in the spirit to a man, right? The value of a table can be higher than the value of a soul. And here's the funny thing that you know when an angel comes and look at that table, he's not seeing the table. In short, when an angel land here now, eh, there's no roof. See this house we are seeing. To an angel, there's no roof. There's no wall. Why? Because I mean. If, if the angel who acknowledge the fact that okay, the natural in this in this fallen state, of course, there's there's some there's. But when you check, okay, angel, angel, she has angel stealing, angel stealing. <laughs> is is he an angel stealing? Yeah? Maybe maybe there's an angel. <laughs> when you say angel, angel stealing, um, is there anything called Ottoman? You know, there's, there's some, those Ottoman tables. Or is it, I mean, I don't know those, yeah. those things. Yeah. They call Ottoman. Um, do you know what Ottoman is? The angel was like, uh, what is Ottoman? Mm-hmm. We don't know that. 
well, this, these are the things we know. Word of God. Elohim. Okay, we don't, we don't, know, we don't know anything called we don't know Ottoman. We don't, we, don't, we don't know whether there be any Ottoman. Eh? The, 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 the same way, you know, Samsung subscriber. Do you know Samsung Galaxy? was that? Galaxy. The only galaxy we know is the one Elohim created. What's Samsung Galaxy? Galaxy? No, 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 no. We, we, are, we are only aware of the things God made. God, he made. Because the whole earth is full of his glory. So, you know those seraphim, the way they worship God is, holy, holy, the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full. So when, you are, when, when they are looking at what exists, they are seeing heavens, they are seeing God, and they are seeing things he created. What are the things he created? He created Adam, man, right? It's, they are seeing the earth, they are seeing the trees, the waters, the air, right? They are seeing creation. That's what they see. They just see creation. And to some degree, you know, an angel's view of creation is different from ours. Because yeah. our perspective has been de- we are... Yeah. The only way we can see creation, the way angels see creation is to return to Adam. Yeah. And then begin to look at creation. Then you can see creation well. We are not even seeing creation properly the way we ought to see creation. Amen. Amen. So what an angel... He's looking at the, uh, the, we don't know whether there be any Ottoman, but we know that there is trees. Mm-hmm. We know that there are mm. animals. We know that there is the ocean. We know that. Mm-hmm. But of course they know that we, because as a result of our, we are, we are living inside house, we are living inside, we drive cars, right? And, they can, and the funny thing about angels is that they can manipulate elements. Right? They can move elements. Or how do, you, how, do you, how do you think an angel can create a miracle where something will pass through something? Is that they manipulate? They you know angels have power over elements. When you see in scripture, you see angels that have power over the air. Right? You see an angel power over the sea. Right? There's an angel that stands one leg upon the earth, one leg upon the sea. Right? You see angels talking, say, stop, don't hurt the earth. Until we seal the servants of God, right? Those are those they have power over the elements. And you see in Hebrews chapter two, is it chapter two? Where it says, Yes, it's chapter two. When it says that he has not put in the hands of angels, in, he has not put in subjection in the hand of angels the world to come. Right? What that simply means is that this present world, in a way, is subject to them. So which means they can manipulate air, they can manipulate the, the, the waters. They can manipulate the earth, mm-hmm. right? And all the elements. And uh, I don't know, I think maybe, ah, Jesus is Lord. I think maybe scientists, they, they realize that, or not just scientists, every religious human being on earth. Or when you watch, when you watch uh, Chinese movies and their beliefs, you know that. Or uh, a simple one is, is it Avatar? The last, uh, last airbender. And then you now talk about the four elements of the earth. Water, fire, air, earth. And if you check it, really, really, that's what almost everything else is made up of. And that's it. When you, those four elements, right, you can, you can break it down into many other things. So the, you have the earth, right? You have the water, you have the air, then you have fire. 
and I don't know why they added fire to it because of course you have to create fire. Maybe fire is the destroyer. <laughs> what water is life. It it is maybe what we are you know everything molded from. And I don't know what their belief is. They didn't tell us, but I shall know. Those, but but when you check, those are elements, and they believe in that, and their belief about those elements is that those are the four core elements of the earth, right? So and of course, an angel can move elements, can manipulate earthly elements. They can they can to now they can choose to move a metal into a state where it can pass through another metal, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you know, for, those, for that to happen, what, what makes something pass through is that the thing is porous enough. Is it porous? Or what? Whereby it can pass through. You know, you have, all, you have, all you are seeing are just bond, bonds, right? Mm-hmm. They are just bonds. So you have carbon bonding. You can have nucleus, all those different, and some bonds are stronger than others, right? And then when you are boiling, for example, now H2O, when you are boiling water, right, the, the more you boil it, you now notice that you begin to excite all the elements. Some of them begin to change state. They escape. They turn into gas, right? All that is what? Manipulation of elements, change of element, right? And then you now see, maybe an angel, you now move, maybe they just rearrange the element of one car, and even a human being, they may all of the elements, so that they can pass through another vehicle, then there will be no accident. They just manipulated the element. So you see those, those kind of things. Angels have power over the air, the element, all those things. Amen. They see creation differently. And all, all these things really is still all part of knowledge. It's knowledge. Amen. Praise the Lord. So you now notice in the book of Psalm 103, because of time I'm not reading too much, too much scripture. Maybe I should actually read it. But what you see in, in Psalm 103, where they now began to talk about what, what those angels know, right? Is what they actually talked about in Psalm 103. Different angels, uh, the heavenlies. Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 103. Says in verse 20, it says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. So that's some form of knowledge. So bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. That's another another level of knowledge, right? Because what they do is based on what they know, right? So they do his pleasure. That level of pleasure that they do is a form of a level of knowledge that those angels have come into. Amen. And then we have another angel says, Bless ye the Lord. All ye is host, ye ministers of these, that do special. Then the next verse, sorry. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Then I say, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And that's O my soul is Adam. Mm-hmm. Right? So they are not saying that. See, O my soul is another, another level of knowledge. That's Adamic kind of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right? And the funny thing is, we have actually gone below O my soul. We are no longer O my soul. What God is now looking to do is to restore man back to all oh, my soul and then from there elevate the soul. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, and where they make that happen, right, is they begin to give knowledge to the soul. They begin to restore knowledge to the soul. So the first foundation, or let me read it in uh, this second Peter we're reading in verse 4. It says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by this he might be partakers of the divine nature. So having escaped the corruption that was in this world through lust. And actually I'll read verse 3 because that's actually where I'm coming from. It says, according as his divine power 
hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Now, he has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. They now mentioned how he gave it. Right? Because this is, this is a way, because this is a key element to how God gives things to the soul. Amen. So when we get born again, by believing, that's the first giving. One, a life has been given. A spirit has been recreated. A spirit is quickened, is alive. Amen. But now there's, that, there's the aspect of the soul, which is where a whole lot of things now flow from. Amen. And that's the, like, I think I didn't mention that. The, the beauty of the gospel is knowing this, this aspect, how all these things flow together. Amen. Said, this is how they give it, these things pertaining to life and godliness. It says, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. So, through the knowledge of him. Through the knowledge of him. And there's, there's, there's that him there, right, is... Is a person through the knowledge of him. Now, the knowledge of him, that him there, is what they, they were talking about earlier, right? In verse 2 it says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God, right? And of Jesus our Lord. Those are two different knowledges, right? They are not things to know. And knowing them, or this knowledge I'm talking about is not just talking about oh I know God, oh I know Jesus. It's, it's not on that level, right? It's 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 on it's more. It's talking about okay. The, the easiest way to explain it is how a a man knows a woman or a woman knows a man. In 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 in, in Genesis, you know they said. And Adam knew his wife, Eve, right? Knew Eve. And then they gave birth to a son. There's, there's a knowing. In short, that's the definition of knowing. Right? And that tells you that. So when it comes to a man and woman coming together to know each other, it's not just about the act of knowing. And I'm, I'm, it's because we're not all. <laughs> we're not all. That's why I'm trying to separate, separate what I'm saying. And then... But no, there's a, there's a, <laughs> there, there is a, or the, the, the other way I can explain it in, in easy terms for, for some of us that are not married is the sense that, you know, there's a way, there's a way you can know a friend, right? When you know your friend, it's not just talking about, oh, I know Titi. When you say, you, you might have seen somebody. Right? Okay, just, you, you, you know, for example, someone that, that's not your friend, but you know, you see all the time, or you know their name, or maybe somebody just mentioned their name. Of course, you can say you know the person because you see the person, right? Maybe you go to the same church, the same school, different things. So, you know, but you don't really know them, right? Because, number one, you don't even know what they like. You don't even know, you don't even know how they think. You don't, you don't know their, their person, their personality, yeah. different things that makes up who they are. And that thing is not something you just know in one day. Right? The first knowing is you get to have an idea they exist. Oh, I know Titi. We go to the same school. 
But do you know what Titi likes to eat? No, I don't. Know. So that means that you have an idea Titi exists, but you don't really know Titi. Right? So there's a there's knowing that goes beyond just having an idea of something. Right? It's in the knowledge that they talk about here. It's almost is it is 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 a transfer of English is a limitation. <laughs> and you know, you know, and that is the reality that you know that the, the, the scripture is not English. <laughs> Bible is not English. Well, God, the word of God is not English. So, ah, God, please elevate us in our knowledge, in our language. Because, you know, language is a limitation in the sense that, and, and it's, very, it's, it's very practical in the sense that you know, you can experience even in the Holy Ghost, just in the Holy Ghost, milk. You can experience something in the spirit you can't explain or describe. So, so by the time you describe it with language, you've actually redu- you have actually reduced the actual essence of what you received. And that, that's that's really, and that's the limitation of of language. I mean, the limitation in English, right, is the limit of God that we can know it through English. <laughs> Eh? The limitation in Yoruba. Wow. And, and, and you notice that different languages are rich in different ways. Yeah. And, they are, and when you talk about a language being rich, it talks about how you express something. Yeah. Yeah. A rich language. Ah, when people say, ah, that language is so rich, is so there's, there's a way a language can express something. And when you, when you hear the interpretation, the, the explanation, wow, that's what it's saying. Oh, wow, that's so beautiful. So in a way... Language, 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 language. Language is is for expression, but the language itself, you know, language can improve. Yeah. Language can improve. Because now the reason why I'm saying that is because for me, because I know there's some depth of Yoruba that when you when you hear them or the way or the way they craft or put it together, honestly you can know the way that thing came. It's not from somebody that is just smart. You know it came spiritually. When I say spiritual, it doesn't mean that God gave it to. Just, just meant that where they fetch it from is not from a natural space. Right? And then they use certain languages. The way they describe things, you know that. And of course, when you hear it, even though it may not be God, you know that there's God inside here somewhere. Right? And then, a typical example is, you know, the way, you see, the way Tokwe Alabi used to praise God. I can bet it with you. No, because I've not seen it. No English, no English can give that same expression like that. It, for you to express, experience it in, in, in that level, it has to be spiritual and not based on the language. Right? The same way maybe you see Chema Jesus. You know, you know those, all those, uh, our languages back home. There's a way they just, they, 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 they speak, they call something, and they want you to hear, yeah, oh, well, no, that, is, that is deep, that's rich. Please, can you tell me how, what is deep in English again? <laughs> Just tell me what's deep in English. The only thing deep is, is what we say that's deep. Because, like, it's almost as if English is plain. It's plain. It's, it's like basic, bare minimum. It's, 
English is not that rich. It's not that rich. And that's why I like. Oh, God forgive me. Let me not say this. I'm retracting. But the idea I'm trying to give is you notice that when you're reading King James Version, you're not reading English. It's English, but it's not English. To me, I feel in a way that this King James is richer. This, this kind of English that they speak this time is richer than the English of today. It's way re- when, you, when you look at it, when you don't, when I'm not thinking about the you know, kind of things about it, like you know the way they say it. No, but because when you hear thou art, and you be like, oh, no, speak right. You are the. <laughs> Just say you are the, not thou art. Thou art, and it's so funny that it's so it's so short. Thou art, and that simple thou art can be. And in short, it can ex- move you into a whole world of knowledge, different with a world. So this exists only in just thou art, as all these things attached to it. Amen. Before I, ah, let me continue. Let me not digress. Amen. The wow, 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 wow. Ah, praise the Lord. I'll, I'll try. I'll try and round up pretty fast now. Amen. Because today's Saturday. Amen. But the way the way God gives things to the soul, right, is a whole different experience entirely, right. And the area of the soul is where the key is. Amen. Now, what unlocks man? That that all the all the mystery called man, what unlocks it is the soul. Once once you can understand the soul, you can get the soul, what the soul is all about, what makes up the soul, then you can have an idea what man truly is. There's some level of mystery to the flesh, but it's not that. It's, I mean, it's not it's not as complicated as the soul. The soul, although the the spirit is also a mystery, right? But in the sense and the light of it, it is, it is not, it is not that complicated. Let me put it that way. It's not that complicated. Although it's complicated, okay. Now let me put it this way: the only way you can know a spirit is complicated is through the soul, because of how complex the soul is. Amen. So that's the soul of man. That soul. The, how, see how complex. It is. <laughs> That's how you can tell whether a spirit is complex. But, but when you just look at spirit, and I feel it's because the only way we can understand spirit fully, spirit, that light, you know that area, we know what it is though, but we still don't know what it is. Really. We just know that there is spirit. Now, start talking about it now. The only way you can talk about the spirit is, okay, you talk about angel, talk about God, God is father of spirit. Okay, any other, any other knowledge about from that? We are limited. But of course, we know what it does according to scripture, right? We know that the spirit, and for one in a way, the way scripture is also shown it to us is, is, is light used to interpret light, right? And we don't have all the light yet. So we can't fully understand all of it yet. Yes, we have some understanding, which is enough for us now. We don't need to start searching for it. Amen. But I feel just the same way we are hearing the everlasting gospel. And then a lot of things are becoming clearer. 
That's how things also will become clearer when it comes to what man is. Even to some degree, I feel the body. We still don't fully understand it yet. But maybe we do. We can ask our doctors. Maybe, maybe they have an idea. <laughs> maybe we have an idea what's the body. No, this is the same body. No, no men. And that's the funny thing. Ah, time has gone. I'll try and round up soon. The funny thing is, not till today, they are still researching just body. Just this body. Yeah. They are still researching it. That means that, that's that they've not fully, fully demystified the workings. All they put, everything put together to see, see that same man walking on the street. And they are not telling me that that man is an ape before he became a man. It's, it's pure foolishness. Amen. Although they are trying to learn about the way... Forget science. Can you tell me how the body... You, you hurt yourself. Maybe you have a cut. Can you tell me how the body begins to repair itself? From the element, the littlest element. Not just tell me one chemical come here, blood clot. And then blood cut form, and then it begins to heal. Mm-mm, don't tell me that. Tell me, tell me what is informing the body that they should go and clot that place. Okay. Now, what informs what informs the body to go and? <laughs> then you not get it. Not tell, okay. What informs that one that informs that one? I mean, is 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 a is a whole because man is a living organism, right? Yes, as he's living, there are things coming together inside this body. This body. This body, this body alone is a mystery. And then they are telling me that God does not exist. Right? It's a, it's a mystery. But when you now, when you now look at the soul, the soul which is the, which is the powerhouse, is a, compl- is, a, is a very complex, but not complex mat- aspect of man. When I say not complex, it means that we can sum it all up as a world of knowledge. But it's more than that. It's very complex. How does the knowledge interact to release chemicals in your body where your body begins to behave in a certain way, right? Not the way the body behaves, the chemicals, the hormones, all those things that flow is from a knowledge in the soul, right? That interacts with the brain, right? And then the brain, not the brain, it's almost like an interface between the soul and the body, right? And then when the, when the brain receives information from the soul, then it's okay, I'll release this chemical. But then when science research, they will tell you, oh, you see this thing that you felt. You know, there's a whole, there's a whole lot of... A, we, are, uh, we are too slow in that area. We are very slow. But we think we are, we are smart. Right? So there's a whole lot of workings in the soul. Right? And how you know that the soul is complex is that till today, although Satan has done a lot of work, he has not yet fully taken the soul. That will tell you it is a very... Com- see that man, before you win that soul, ah! You would have to walk. You would walk and walk and walk and walk for you to fully take it. Which is different from the way you can take the spirit. Yes. All you have to do to take this is just take off the light. Once you cut it off, because you can cut off the spirit. Although you are a spirit, you can cut it off, right? and that's all. But before you kill that soul, ah, you have to walk yourself to death. And Satan is ready to do that. Right, he's ready. How the same? See all the knowledge that God put in Adam, all as 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 full as those knowledges are. Satan needs to take them down one by one. See, and that is the reason why Satan created the world, and inside the world he installed traditions of men. 
installed rudiment of this world. Instead, it installed philosophy. Instead, it installed envy, hatred, jealousy, uh, pride, backbiting. It installed all kinds of things. Eh? It's, it's installing future lucre. Installed. Uh, what else do we do? We do? Uh, well, well we, we get it. We have to open scripture to find all of them. But they are scattered everywhere. There. Amen. So installed, and the reason for installing all those things, right? And Satan is a yeah, Satan, Satan is a CEO. Do you know that? It's not even CEO. CEO is small. Satan is see, the founder of a company. Well, it could be a CEO. But, but a founder eh, is the ogre. What did he do? He now began to set in his company certain managers to manage men. And people don't know that things are managing them. And, do, and God needs to... And the funny thing is that getting born again alone does not deliver you from those managers. Right? Now, it's almost like you working in a company. Right? And then, inside that company, right, you, you are still working there. Right? But you have a knowledge. Not just a knowledge. You believed there's another better company. And they're not, they are not telling you that for you to switch from this company to this company, you need a, the skill you have in this company will not work here. Therefore, you need to develop a skill. So, we are telling you we have an intention to hire you. We are going to hire you. But here's what we need you to do. We need to go and learn certain skills. So we need to take you to school. Go and study those courses. Now, when you study those courses and you, you build the skill required to work in our company, then you can switch and start working for us. Right? Now, if I want to now explain the skill and knowledge we need to learn at, at the things that, we, that is required to deliver us from the other companies. Amen. So God has already given us promises. We are going to give you a job in this company. It's awesome. This is the pay. You have a reward. But you can't just work here. So you've met. You have an interview. That's just what means to be born again. So you, 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 you got born again by going for the interview in another company. And then they promised you a job just that you must acquire certain skills. It is only in God's company that they will hire you, give you a letter, they give you up a letter, and you don't have the skill. And they won't, and you won't start working there. You have to go and learn the skill before you start. <laughs> but that does not work in the natural. <laughs> before they offer you letter, they must know you have the skill required to work there. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So that's almost what it's it's like in the spirit. Amen. And they need to deliver us. You now notice in this Second Peter, verse four. It says that having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Amen. So having escaped is a deliverance. So we, we can't escape it without certain knowledge. There's a knowledge that must be installed for us to escape those corruptions. Amen. Ah! Wow. Whew. Praise the Lord. Have I explained a little bit? Yeah. Did, I, did I try? 
according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. And I said, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Now, him here is what they talked about in verse 2. The knowledge of God. So, the him here is God and Jesus Christ. Of course, when you talk about him, the, the him you first learn is our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But of course, if I want to just explain exactly what they are talking about in this him here is actually Christ. Right? Because later now began to talk about escaping the corruption that is in the world through loss. And what Christ wants to deliver us from is the world. Amen. So of course, it says through the knowledge of him. So that knowledge is like a, and that, that knowledge of him, like I was explaining earlier, is a union. Is a knowing, which is also, is a transfer of knowledge. Is a transfer, I don't want to use information because information is low to what I'm trying to explain. Eh? Essence. Uh-huh. I think that's much more better than information. It's a transfer of essence, a transfer of substance. Right? Like faith is. The substance of things hoped for, right? There's, a, there's something that faith wants to transfer. So that's, the need, that's also part of the need for faith. Right? God, you need something to move. Things need to flow from, from God to you and I. Right? From us to God, God to us, things need to flow. And for that to, to happen, faith must be installed. And that's the, that's the main reason, right, why God needed to restore. The Holy Ghost is given, the Comforter is given, so that they can restore faith back. And this faith here is the, what if you want to explain this kind of faith, is the faith in Mark 11, 23, 24, right? Say to this one, move and it shall move. Right, they are just they are just restoring things back to the soul, so that the soul have what it takes to put things together. So that when God begins to transfer things to us, that God is sure that when it is coming, it's not going to be falling like water. Right, there's something to hold it together. So when it comes, it will be held together. Right, when God is giving His substance, it would hold. It will, so because when it is holding, is when it is framing. A man, right? So, and you know that the word, the walls were framed by the words of God. Amen. So God is framing, framing us together. He's building because God is God is a builder. He's a master builder. Amen. So what God wants to do is to restore faith back in us, right? Now, when it's not saying the knowledge of Him through, it says it's giving us what life and goodness through the knowledge, right? Now, that is a work of faith in another phase. Amen. Now, this knowledge here of him, the way it works, through the knowledge of him, is faith at work, but it's not the same as Mark eleven twenty three faith. Right? This faith here is talking about the faith of the son, or the faith we call, yeah, it's the faith of the son, not faith towards God. Amen. Because what faith is, in Mark eleven twenty three is for. Oh, we should read. We should read it actually, so that anybody hearing me will know that. Okay, this Mark eleven. In case you don't know what Mark eleven is saying. Mark eleven twenty three twenty four. 
says, For verily, verily, I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Then 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Amen. So, these two chapters we read talks about an attitude whereby you believe, you say, you receive. Right? And 24, Mark 11, 24, what he's saying is whatsoever. Whatsoever. It does not matter. Even if it's your lust. Whatsoever. I mean, you can, you can say things about your lust enough to get it one day. But it's not a good thing, no. It's not a good thing. Because now I'm like, hey, so I can do it. It's not a good thing. <laughs> now, God, God, when we get born again and we are babies, God may allow that. I'm even using the word may. Because sometimes, even though you say it and claim it for you, times, God will still look at you. I'm not, see this one. I'm not going to give you. Right? And then, what we notice that this thing is not coming, they will now gain strength to go and do some things. To get it to happen. Then when it now happens, it's like, I said it. We told God, God gave it to me. We have it. Uh, we, we live by faith. That's different. It's a whole, it's a whole different experience. Amen. So there's a, there's, there, this faith here is the turning faith that I was explaining earlier. Right? It's the faith that turns a man. Amen. So when we get born again, there's a direction we were facing. Right? And that direction is towards the world. We are in the world. There's no gaze. We, don't, we, don't, we are not looking towards God. We are not looking towards the same thing unseen. The direction we are facing is our things seen. Amen? Amen? Five minutes and I'm done. And I promise you in five minutes. And I'm serious about it. Amen? So, there is that fate. 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 Which is to turn a soul. Right, from looking at the things which they see, it turns that so to begin to look at things which they don't see. Amen. So that's the kind of that's, that's what I call the turning faith. So when you begin to look at things we don't see, faith is at work, right? Because what turns us at things we don't see is the Mark eleven twenty four kind of faith. Because when we are doing all these things in that Mark eleven twenty four tells us to do, what it begins to do is it begins, it begins to re- restore substances, essence, life inside the soul. Right? Knowing has not yet started. This is just having an idea that God exists. Right? So here, this kind of faith, there is no transfer of knowledge. There is no knowing, no knowledge. There is no knowing. There is no transfer of knowing there. It's just, it's just having an idea. You have an idea that God, there's God. God can answer to you. God can help you. God can answer to your earthly needs. Amen. What we are still, we are still ignorant of the person of Christ. We don't know who he is, right? Later, I now begin to see in uh, Matthew seven, where Jesus says, "Depart from me, you that walk in iniquity. I know you not." Right? 
So in your name we cast out demons. In your name we cast out devils. Right? He said, no, depart from me, you that walk iniquity. Right? He's, Jesus is not talking about unbelievers. Because I know when we used to say that, we say for unbelievers, and then we say it for Christians that are not serious. Right? It's true now. Or, or, or we say it for prophets that use evil spirits. They are not really prophets. They are like they are satanic prophets. You know those prophets that you go and miss Babalao? Uh-huh. We call them false prophets. <laughs> that we think those are the ones that Jesus is talking about. But Jesus is not really talking about those people alone. Because those, those are categories of men. There are believers, Christians, that don't know Jesus. They have no clue who he is. They have an idea if Jesus he saved me. I, I, he saved me. Ah, oh, there was a time I was lost, but Jesus saved me. Jesus can do that. And you see Jesus doing that mightily, right, on the earth because it is needed. It's evangelism. There's area of evangelism, right, where God begins to reap first fruit, fruit of the earth, right? They are reaping fruits. They are reaping fruits. People are being reaped. Get people getting born again. Jesus can appear to them. You know, all kinds of things. Things can happen, right? But they don't know Jesus yet. It's after they get born again. Then there's enough faith in their heart. They've restored faith back in that soul enough to now then begin to know him. Amen. And that is how you then begin to receive things. Or that's how you begin to receive life and godliness. And you notice in this second Peter, he began to talk in verse 1, says, Simon Peter is servant, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained, obtained like precious faith. Now, this, this like precious faith is not the same as Mark eleven twenty four kind of faith. This like precious faith is talking about life and godliness. Amen. So, and it's not talking about those who have obtained faith. Because there's another faith called faith. Of the Son of God, which the just shall live by. So the just living by faith is the just coming into the knowledge of Him, whereby they can receive life and godliness. So the receiving of life is actually the is the is the receiving of faith or the living of faith. Amen. Because the the. The faith of the son is not just something you receive. The faith of the son is something you learn. Or it's, it's something you build yourself on. Right? So that faith is, is a, there's a working to it. And when you talk about the world of knowledge, the world of knowledge talks about knowing and doing and work. It's not, it's not just having an idea. Knowledge is also proving it. Establishing the faith. Understanding it. Understanding. Right? It's a world of knowledge. Amen. So, how God gives things. I said five minutes. And it's five minutes. So, how God gives things is through knowledge, right? right. And it's, it's the faith that moves, that is at work, that begins to activate the knowing of him. The knowing of him. Amen. So, they need to restore faith so that we can be full of faith like Stephen. Right? So, so that our eyes can open and then we can begin to see the Son of God on the right hand. The same way Stephen's eyes were open, he looked and he saw the Son of Man on the right hand of him that seated. Amen. So that's what God is doing. Restoring faith. putting All those experiences we are having about having faith, learning again, you know, learning how to pray, 
reading our Bible, begin, knowing how to interact with the Bible, right, is, yeah. is all God's, all God's wisdom to restore faith in the heart. To put it back there. Let it be our work. It is ready so that we can then begin the, the activity of knowing. Amen. And when you begin to know somebody, what do you know? You know, you know what makes them smile? You know what makes them cry? You know what they love to eat? You know what they don't like to eat? Right? Then you begin to fellowship with them. Right? You hang out together. Amen. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know when we get born again, we don't hang out with Jesus. The only person we hang out with is the Holy Ghost. And that one too, we don't hang out with. God that is helping us so that we can hang out where with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are we blessed today? Amen. I think this is this is I think this is where I'll stop for today. Because I said in five minutes I'll stop, but yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just begin to thank God for today. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. I'm a Hasta Fenima. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Thank you for your word tonight. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Metafana muhushita feri kisiyata na muhushita bani mata. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Imahata feri kalia setesini muhushita vana. Thank you, Father. We worship you. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for how you've helped us in your word this morning. We say be that we're exalted in Jesus' name. Lord, as we continue to hear, we ask, Lord, that you give us grace to yield ourselves to you in all that you are teaching us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, that which you want to build in us by the reason of the things you are saying, we ask, Father, that will become a reality in our heart, in our spirit, soul, and body in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you're not just saying these things for our information. We know that you are built as a man you are building. We know that you are raising and building us up in your knowledge. We ask, Lord, that the kind of man, the frame of man you want to see by the reason of what you've said today will be realized in each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, whatever you are looking to reconstruct in our understanding, our knowledge, in our person, while we ask, Lord, by your mercy, that this will be realized in the name of Jesus. Father, whatever there is lack in understanding, where we have not yet understood what you are saying, we ask for help to begin to understand clearly, with clarity, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. Thank you because you've spoken to us this morning. We bless your name. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' Mighty name, you dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth.